Welcome to... Episode 7. <laughs> is it episode 7? It is 7. Yes. Awesome. We are doing the 7th episode. December 2nd. It's 2014. Wanna... Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I played a lot of Dragon Age, but I don't know how much more I have to say because all I've done is do nothing shitty side quests. <laughs> are, are you experiencing more of those just random... No. Random things? No, no. So was that like a one-off thing that happened? I think I think that was just me being new to the game. And not and not totally understanding how some some of the side quest stuff worked. And uh I haven't experienced I haven't like been surprised by anything again. I'm more uh I'm more intrigued on how uh multiplayer is. It is Mass Effect. Yeah, so I played enough of that. Um, to actually have an opinion now. I played, I think, four total games. It works exactly like Mass Effect in that, I mean, it's mostly just waves of enemies. The only difference here is that in Mass Effect, you have that one static map. In Dragon Age, you move through tiny little areas. So you'll start out in an area, fight some enemies. There will be like, there will be like a door. Actually, there's three kinds of doors. There will be three kinds of optional side doors. Uh, one for a warrior type, one for a mage, and the other for a rogue. Um, one, the warrior, you have to break a wall. The mage, you have to dispel a wall. And the rogue, you have to pick a lock. I was disappointed in that those little side areas don't really do anything other than allow you to get more gold. One we did had a little mini boss in it, but it was... It wasn't, it was like anticlimactic. It wasn't crazy. But other than that, you just do those little areas, move to the next area, and keep doing the same thing for five zones. And that's it. It's Mass Effect. Other than that, how's, like, how's yeah. it end? How's what? How's it end? Is there like some it, major it's, battle of sorts? It's kind of like where, where Mass Effect had those objectives, um, like on, in intermittent waves or whatever. Dragon Age kind of just has a final thing where once you get to the last zone, you have to go place you kind of you kind of get a little bit of time to plan. Like if if all three of us were playing together, we could talk about it before we started the last wave. You get to the last area, you get a breather, and then you have to go activate the wave essentially. And then so far everything I've seen out of those four games in in the fifth area there's always a spot where you can go back to the very opening of that area and it's really narrow and you can bottleneck all the enemies and just it's so easy like it, bottlenecking it, is my it's, favorite it's already <laughs> it's already super exploitable you just go someone goes out and activates everything runs back immediately and everybody just stands in this little like corridor and and just fires and attacks like it it was a little too easy well then it'll but, just be a matter of time before they add geth bombers to ruin everything well yeah <laughs> <laughs> well so it does have levels like mass effect had like mass effect had the bronze silver gold stuff mm -hmm. dragon age has similar 
similar difficulties. I've only played on the first one because I'm not high enough level. But it breaks them down in that in that way. It's like this initial one, which I think is labeled as rookie or something. It's like levels one through eight. And then the other ones give recommended levels as you get to harder difficulties. I think there's only three difficulties, like Mass Effect. So maybe maybe those ones are way more difficult. I mean, Mass Effects, you could see a, a drastic increase from Bronze to Gold. But I'm probably not going to check out much more of that until I'm playing with, like... Uh, Us. Some, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was playing with you guys or, like, I was going to play with friend Cody... Um, but friends, friend, <laughs> see, I would love to play it with you guys, but I wouldn't buy it on consoles just to play it because I know it wouldn't hook us as much as mass effect. I know it. Uh, that's disappointing. It, it is. <laughs> but How, uh, have you gotten the same item in chest? Everyone you've opened? I, I, yeah, I was just going to, I was just going to bring that up. Um, I bought enough chests so far to notice that I feel like I made no progress. You can get items within the game, which is cool. I didn't experience that for three out of the four. It was just in one of them that I happened to get items. Those side areas that I talked about, they have a chest in them, I think, every time. And it will, whenever you go to open the chest, it'll either spawn an enemy or it won't, and you'll get away scot-free. And whenever you open that chest, I think it's random and has a chance to drop an item. And then at the end of the match, you get to see what item you got. I don't know how far that randomization goes, if it's always a basic item or if it could be a rarer item. I don't know. As far as the chests after the game ends, I didn't get shit. I don't know. I I bought, I think I bought like three or four of them. And I didn't buy the highest tiered ones because they don't have... They don't have it split up like Mass Effect did, where the premium Spectre pack with the most expensive had a better chance of rares. They don't, they don't say that in Dragon Age. The bigger chests just give you more items. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't either, because I could, I didn't do the math to figure out if saving up for the big chest made more sense. It probably does. But at the same time, the, the, cheapest chest is just like one item and one potion and it's only like 200 gold which you get you get 200 gold within probably the first couple minutes of a match so like you could also kind of just keep buying those i don't know and they have no no uh no impact on the rarity apparently so i don't know it does have all of the single player stuff because in single player you can craft weapons and armor which is so fucking cool but I haven't had, like, a ton of success with it yet. Like, most of the recipes I've found haven't been crazy sweet or whatever. But I like that that's in multiplayer. Like, it still gives you a little bit of um, cu- more customization than Mass Effect did, where it just had colors of your armor and whatever. Now you can choose, like, your abilities in your armor and stuff. It has really cool ideas, and I would like to get more into it, but I just don't know if I will at this point. What's the, uh, I guess the, the enemies, I don't know how to say that, the, yeah, the variety wise, like, what they're is all, there? They're all the same, uh, from what I saw, they were just people. So, Literally the exact same thing, like, there's no variety, like, on Mass Effect, you know, with, um. I mean, 
like Mass Effect had like the different varying like in Geth we played Geth all the time like the the pyro the uh hunter the standard trooper like there's I think there is stuff like that technically in Dragon Age like you could say there's an archer and then there's a rogue or okay whatever. so they have that's the, the kind of classes. variation but you're but there's not variation like there is getting there's no races. Okay. No, no, yeah, no. Mm. I know. It, it, you think that's like a missed opportunity yeah, for them. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, in single player, in the, in the Dragon Age lore, are there a bunch of different races? Not really. And that was... I was just going to make that exact same point, is that even in single player, there isn't a ton of variation. I mean, there's Templars and there's Mages... And in the other game, in Origins, there was the Darkspawn. But you know what? For multiplayer's purpose, um, Darkspawn would be awesome. You know, yeah, Darkspawn like, would be cool. Oh, it'll be a, it'll be DLC. Yeah, probably. <laughs> in all seriousness, it'll be DLC. Yeah, but, but you know what? In the same regards, if if they stick to how they've done it, they all of all of the multiplayer DLC for Mass Effect was free, wasn't it? It yes, was. It was and, actually. And, Josh, I I still wonder if to this day if that wasn't like an apology. You know what I mean? Oh, because, because of all the outrage work. they caused with the you know with the ending and everything. I oh. I wonder if that was like an in good faith thing. Yeah, it very well could have been. Yes. Yeah, it really could have been. Because I'd like I'm, to think naturally I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very skeptical about uh, giving any developer the good guy developer crown and saying oh they're just giving out free content i have to assume there's an ulterior motive yeah there's a (laughs) there's a reason for it (laughs) losing a match in mass effect didn't give you shit losing in dragon age gives you all of your gold and all of your experience oh so that's really nice i will see i don't like that i feel like it takes away a part of the experience so so yes so there's no consequence yeah, there's not like how many times would we be playing that we would get super stressed out? Like, holy shit, we're gonna yeah, lose our goal. You're right, and it kind of made it a little more fun. Yeah, that little edge. Um, but they took that away. Yes, maybe, maybe in the higher difficulties they don't. That could uh, that could be a thing. Maybe, maybe they don't punish you in the in the opening tier, so you don't get discouraged. <laughs> you know. And yeah. you can actually like level your character and get it ready for the later stuff. Uh, I, that's a guess. I, I obviously haven't played it yet, but if I was a developer, that would be a good a good way around stuff like that. I think. But I don't know. I'll get around have, uh, to doing it. Have you played any Halo lately? <laughs> <laughs> no. Loaded question. <laughs> no. Not at all. Well, the good news is the next update's coming out this week. It won't fix anything. What is that? A, an update a week ever since the game launched. Yeah, and it's still not fixed. And the first week had what, like two or three? But yeah, server side updates. These are actual console, console side updates. Yeah, I I mean we we've all we've all talked about it to each other that work playing single player does mostly work or not single player playing on your own multiplayer not in a party. That mostly does work. Like, I, I did play a couple games since, since the last podcast. Like, I can get in games by myself. For the most part, it works totally fine. And it doesn't take that long to get into a game. It's just the, the, the parties. How does that still not work? Sucks. 
Yeah, it's pretty horrible, dude. I, I mean, and, and it's weird because it's it never used to work at all, and now it has. It's worked occasionally for me. You know, if I'm if we're canceling matchmaking to get somebody else in, and I back out. Every once in a while, the people do stay with me, but it's just completely inconsistent, which is almost more infuriating than just not working ever. Yeah, because it's it like you have that allure of it maybe working, <laughs> and then you yeah. get shot down. Yeah, like maybe maybe we should try it this time, and like and and Josh and I have a couple times, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. So like then we just get disappointed. And what's what's the new thing that's been happening to, happening to you, Nick? Like you'll get getting getting games. put into custom games. Um, <laughs> it uh, Alex, I don't know the last time you tried to play. I you know what? I just don't even care because there's other yeah. games that work right now. Yes. So. Well, I think. I guess that, I guess I played two nights ago, but not for very damn long. I mean, I, we mainly played menu sitting. Yeah, so it was two nights ago because I think that was the last time me and you tried to play, Josh. Um, didn't we try last night? No, no, I didn't play any last night. It, w- it was, was it was two nights, two nights ago. ago. Okay, yeah. Um, up up until Josh got on, I was trying to play by myself, and instead of it working like I just said it was doing, it was it was finding players. You could see the list of players on the side, and then all of a sudden it would switch to that view where you're all like kind of moved over to the left, and you can see somebody picking the game type, like a custom game. It it was really weird. Like I didn't stick around ever to see what was happening, but but it was almost like the game was saying, "Okay, we found some people for you to play with. Our matchmaking's still fucked up." So why don't you play a custom game with them? It's the same thing. <laughs> that that is that is my that was my immediate reaction was are they just trying to like fake online play? Like <laughs> like yes, technically it's people I don't know and and we got match made sort of, but that's so not the same thing. Like wh- well and it's it's lazy. Is what I come back down to. And I I really don't think that's what was happening. It was probably just some shitty code. But but if they if they really did put effort into like implementing that feature, like they thought maybe we can trick them into just playing custom games with each other. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like what I love that conspiracy. It's really funny to me and terrible. I don't think it's happening, but just what if? <laughs> like it was a it was like a temporary fix on their side. And they still haven't added those other game types back either. No, no, they haven't. Yeah, I'm. I'm not keeping it. my breath held for any reason whatsoever. I mean, if I don't get to play, if I have to wait a, a month, months plural, I mean, I hate it. But there's nothing I can do. I'm not going to return it, so I'm just not going to worry about it. And in, when it works, it works. In the same regards, I was actually thinking about this the other day. How long is it going to take? where you're just going to be fed up and over it. Because I'm kind of hitting that point where I just don't really care anymore. I don't want to play Halo at all. Yeah. Well, trust me. I, f- I feel the same way. Um, Just, I don't have, like, that burning desire to play. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's because of this experience. It's not like I played the few matches that I did, and I was like, oh, this isn't as good as I thought it would be. It's pretty much every bit as good as I thought it would be. Yeah, but seriously. It's yeah, been spoiled for me. I mean, I just don't care about playing it anymore. I just I, I hope that comes that, back whenever it's fixed. If it's this fixed. experience has ruined 
almost ruined Halo for me. Yeah, when, <laughs> dude, when Halo, the word Halo is now synonymous with me getting pissed off about shitty servers. Yeah, what and, a, and it will forever will be. What a yeah. what a change. Yeah, they 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 kind of. I mean, granted, they could still turn things around, but this is like forever on you know the the legacy of Halo, if you will. You know, it's this big black mark. It's horrible. The uh, the three four three lead, uh, the lead studio guy, or, or I forget his name. He did say that you know they're blah blah blah. We're working on it. We're working on it, and you know we intend to you know give something back to our fan base because of this. So I'm a little excited to see what they do, but I have a feeling it's going to be very underwhelming. Oh, I'm sure of it. Um, Unless however, they give me a free copy of the game, anything less than that is underwhelming, and yes. therefore I'm already underwhelmed. Yes, <laughs> me too. Ubisoft, I think, did a good job with what they did for for Creed. What they was it? Mess up. Huge. They they uh okay so. You know about the Creed. We talked about it last episode, Alex. Yes. Oh, um, no, I, I remember you even telling me. I just straight up forgot. Okay, it, it, real basic. If you did not buy the season pass for Creed, you get the first DLC for free. Um, nice. If you do own the season pass, which this is fantastic, is they give you a free Ubisoft game. Uh, so that could be wow. Far Cry 4. Wow. Yeah, That's it included nuts. new games. Yep. Good guy Ubisoft. Yeah. That is definitely impressive. Um, I, I saw something, I don't know how much truth there was to it, but I saw something that somebody tweeted about buying Halo and that people were only, the only people that were going to be given, you know, whatever this, whatever this 343 lead guy, whatever they end up deciding to give out or whatever, that it would only be for consumers who got it in December. That didn't sound right to me. And if I didn't it is, see that anywhere. oh my God, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Again, it was just, I wasn't even, I, I might have been on some stupid hashtag and I saw it and who, who knows if there's any validity to it, but I just, just the thought of it made me mad. Wait, people that bought it in December? Yes, December, December forward. That, that gets rid of the whole, what, two weeks it was already out? Yeah, I don't understand. When, when it was the worst. Once again, total conjecture. I have no idea if there's any validity to that. No, no fact check. Yeah, no, no can't fact check. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, I um I an- another thing with Halo that Josh and I were talking about and again, I'm just conspiracy theory like crazy right now. <laughs> um the the Halo 5 beta is going to be this month in December. Oh my god. So mm-hmm. are you, do you see where I'm going with yeah, this? Yeah, I see they, where you're going with this. They, like they they knew this was going to be a thing and like it was one of the reasons to buy Master Chief collection it even says it on the box like includes access to Halo 5 beta i was telling josh like you know maybe they didn't expect all these problems with master chief if they did they're probably thinking well the beta is going to be out soon so that'll take some thought away from master chief and then people will continue to fall off, so maybe we don't have to fix it. We can just focus on Halo 5. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that sounds like a, that just sounds awful. And yeah, it's, again, I'm just theorizing, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like, no, that I, kind of thing wouldn't surprise me at all. No. Like, they would be fine with how it works now, where you get to occasionally play a game. Okay. Um, 
So I was actually curious because I'm, I could, I can't possibly just bring a topic like that up and then just be like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I, I did look into it and I found the guy's tweet and now I, I just did a Google search with it and this is on, looks like mpfirst.com. I have no idea what it is. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it it does have it says Xbox Live rewards members get fifteen dollar rebate with Halo Master Chief Collection in December. Early adopters upset. Oh but, wow. Uh I'm gonna So that's purchasing. That's to purchase the game, it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. So you, if you, you guys have to keep this going December. and I need I want to do a little bit of homework here, see what I can dig up. <laughs> I was just gonna say if if it if it is like a rebate type of thing, I'm not really that upset about it. I mean a month later you can find games cheaper. It, mm-hmm. It's kind. That's kind of the same way of thinking about it. Yeah. And I also feel like that's not what three four three was referencing. I feel like that's its own separate thing. Yeah. It, like there will. No, there well, still yeah. Will you're because you're right, Josh. Because this says uh, Microsoft. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's probably just another way to move uh, products. Like, oh, maybe we should offer an incentive to keep selling this game, even though. It has a really rocky start. Yeah, that's probably what happened. The reputation's so bad for it right now, they need to cut the price a bit. Yeah. I mean, well, not even, like, Dragon Age was on sale already. This, on Cyber Monday. So, like, even a new game that, that sold probably really well and works still got a discount. So, like, they're probably just thinking, yeah, I mean, it has a rocky start, but discounts will help and, Whatever. Like, let's just do it. See what happens. Because mm-hmm. they're probably still not really... I mean, Dragon Age was $15 off a week later, or, or whatever, two weeks later. Just another just another way to get more sales or something. Yep. I don't yep. know. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, though. Microsoft really really pushed this holiday season. Yeah, they, they I did read... Down. I did read real quick that they outsold PS4, but it, I could be wrong. No, I was, it's the initial, the initial impressions. These are all just like third party sites that have taken these numbers down. Yeah. Say that, uh, total console sales, uh, Xbox, Xbox One is 51% and PS4 is 34%. It's like a presidential uh, race. It is. <laughs> Which, you know what though? I wouldn't be surprised one bit whatsoever. No. A, because the PS4 has already sold so many that whoever wants one chance are The market is saturated. And two, the PlayStation didn't really have any console deals over Black Friday, where everywhere you not look, it's really. like, oh, this Xbox One is like $70 yep. off, and you get four games. You but to your point, see- that might be because of your first point. Yes. Sony just was like, well, we don't need to do that, because we already yeah. sold it to everybody who's, you know, like the... Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, there's I, maybe 10% of people left who are sort of on the, you know, on the fence or whatever. I'm sure that's why. Yep. They did yeah, have so far ahead. They could care. They do have that GTA Five and Last of Us thing, but it's still like four hundred and fifty dollars. I think. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was like four hundred. No, I don't think so. so I know you... the Destiny bundle was four hundred, but that's that's still the price of a console. Yeah. You just and you Destiny just you free. think about all these yeah. um you know these parents who just have a screaming greedy kid at home and they just have to put a system in front of their face to shut them up. The Xbox is the obvious choice. That's true. Yeah. So I. I want to say the 360 outsold the Wii U. Are you serious? Oh. I'm, hold on, I can pull it up right now. That's a fact check. <laughs> that, that is a Not, fact check, because that oh, is wait, really I funny. Have it. Hold on. 
Now, again, these are only preliminary numbers, so this is not, none of this is, yeah, it hasn't none of been, these are exacts. it hasn't, we're not even through December yet. I mean, it's, there's no, still technically no, holiday I'm, sales. I'm talking straight Black Friday. Yeah. Okay. Um, Josh, I, I mean, this site I'm on, digitaltrends.com, it's, it says, it confirms that. <laughs> Nine, <laughs> Xbox 360, 9%, Wii U 6%. Wow. Well, actually, <laughs> that's not that surprising. Is it really that surprising? No, it's not. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think the word surprising. It's just a little, I, I'm not getting down on Nintendo here, but it's a little sad. You know, that's all. It's definitely sad. It, that's, that's what I meant. It's, I wasn't, I'm not surprised by it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I got to play some Smash Brothers over, Me over too. holiday break and I loved it. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed it too. Um, I do have complaints about it. Uh, just because I don't like the controllers for, Wii U. That's why you got to get that that uh GameCube adapter that I told you guys the, about. That's the like much, seventy dollars. Yeah, the much <laughs> sought after GameCube controller. Adapter. Yeah, because that was the last good controller that they had. Yeah. Oh, how sad. Now, Nick, I will say <laughs> I played it on the 3DS. I didn't play the Wii U one. Oh, oh, dude, the Wii U one is really good. I played the 3DS demo, and I didn't like it because the 3DS's analog stick is so weird. I was very upset about that because I actually wanted to use the D-pad to control. Yeah. And it doesn't let you. The, you have to use the analog the stick. The 3DS analog stick is so odd. Like it, it does not feel right. Especially <laughs> especially for a game like Super Smash, which requires directional pointing. Like, your attacks are mm-hmm. based on what direction you're holding. And you need to move quickly. And you jump with pushing up. So like it, it just felt so weird. I hated it. Well, I used a. I used the jump button because I did not. I never oh. liked actually having to push up. I've always what? used the jump button. I think. Oh, um, that's insane. And it, it took me a while. I played for a good, at least an hour. It, I got used to it eventually. But yeah, the initial the initial analog use is very strange. I want to interject real quick. I think this is one of those things where I can't really confirm it until I were sitting down playing it. I think I used the jump button in Smash. Oh my god, that's so I crazy! Know I did. Um, I don't know why, sure, but I'm it is. Certain I did. That would be why on the GameCube controller, right? I think yes. so. Yeah, I'm damn near certain I used the button to jump. Oh, crazy! I, yeah. was just... I never liked using up to jump in any game. I like the actual button. Yeah. See, same. with how much you're using two v one, yeah, <laughs> with how much you're using the the analog stick in the game in general, it, it felt right for me to push up to jump. Like I, I got used to that even on the N64 version. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely just a, a personal a preference thing. I mean, yeah. like I, I, you know, my weird, I always tell you guys about the claw, the way I sometimes yeah. hold my controller. Yeah. Like with the middle, and I'm not the only one. I know Tommy does it, but um, middle finger on the, on the uh, right trigger. And then my pointer finger wraps down onto uh under the A button, so it's weird. Yeah, that, but that, it, I, it's that a lot. I do weird. it for a lot of games. I've noticed, and, I, and I'm no joke. I'm a hundred percent certain it started with um, Saints Row Two because it made it easier on Saints Row Two. I think Saints were still you always had crosshairs in the beginning of the, right in the center of the screen. They were always up, and that way, when you were driving, that enabled me to really yes. effectively aim and drive at the same time and shoot. I can't believe how well it worked, actually. Yeah, but I remember did. you saying that was yeah. the reason. 
because because driving and shooting in any of those games, even GTA, I think, felt really weird. Yeah, it was. Hey, it was good in Sleeping Dogs. <laughs> Did you use it? Uh, um, you actually, used the claw in Sleeping yeah, Dogs? I definitely used the claw, but not because <laughs> like not because the the shooting was broken. Just like everything else, it was great. Um, but everything's plus the thing that made it even better in that game is everything slowed down. Whenever you would go to, the, you right. know, it would have like those matrix uh, slash yeah, yeah. stranglehold moments. And that was great. Yes. To b- back to Smash, I just wanted to say that I had a really good time on the Wii U version. Um, but holy shit, is that game absolutely chaotic? <laughs> like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it is. It's really cool, and it actually is a really good like equalizer. So. Whenever, whenever all three of us would play, and we would take it serious enough that we didn't use like uh, items or whatever, and we always played on like a flat level. In in the Wii U version, if you if you mess around with like all the items, and they added like other stuff where you can get, you can like summon helpers. I don't know what item actually did it, but I I know Dark Samus was one of them. Uh, Ridley in a certain level could be one. Obviously, I paid attention to the Metroid ones. Um, yes. But but you could get, like, Pokemon on your side and stuff. Uh, you would get, like, an extra fighter that you didn't have to control. They just helped you attack other people. So, like, mm-hmm. that just added to the insanity because there'd be another thing on the screen that you had to worry about. I don't know if either of you ever played Brawl on, on Wii, but it had Final Smash, which is another kind of thing that floats on the screen and you have to break it and it lets you do like a super crazy move. I think I did that maybe one time. It's I did ha- not spend any time with I that was, game. Which I is was dumb. about to actually mention this was the first one I played that they, uh, they added since they've added that. Huh. Yeah. I played Brawl, I think once in my entire life. Um, because I think same here because the Wii was just seriously not worth owning. <laughs> so I didn't have it, and none, no one I knew had it. Oh, let me interject real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. So the Wii was not worth owning, but why do you want a Wii U? I was waiting for you to say that. Okay. Fair um, question. I'll I allow it. I, I, we've talked about this so many times, and I've listed the games I want to play so many times, that it's just because the Wii by itself wasn't great, and we worked at GameStop at the time, so I did actually get to play some of the games I already wanted to play because my parents had a Wii. Like, and that was when I kind of didn't live at my house anymore, so I I couldn't say I technically owned the Wii. Mm-hmm. I would just play it when we had breaks, and I could check out games and play them real quick. So there was no reason for me to buy a Wii, ever. Yeah, makes sense. Now, I'm sure you weren't the only one in that situation. Yeah. Now... Now, with the Wii U, there are a decent amount of games on it that I want to play. I know my girlfriend would want to play on it because she likes Nintendo games. And, and she played Smash with us. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. But um, So th- there's that factor now. And there's a couple games I did miss on Wii. Like, I really wanted to play the Mario Galaxies. And they're supposed to be incredible. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've always heard just rave reviews for those. I had fun playing. We I talked about that in a previous brothers. podcast. Actually, I was saying how I, I swear two of them are in the, like the top five rated games on GameRankings.com. Yeah, which is just and nuts. there's and there are only two of them. They're they're supposed to be two of the best games. Well, probably two of the best games for sure on original Wii. And I didn't get and, to play them, so that's two more games I could play on Wii U. And they get extremely difficult. 
I heard. Uh, yeah, Mario 64 got difficult. Wait, can you play Wii games on the Wii U? Yeah. I don't know why I didn't know that. Yeah. Because you're used to the other shitty consoles just Everything, totally screwing yeah. us over and saying no to that. Everything That's not being backwards compatible, yeah. Well, shit. All right. Maybe the Wii is not so bad. And I, I wanna, just want to I want to reiterate my hatred for that, but go ahead, Nick. I hate it, too. But hardware-wise, I'm starting to understand why. I'm um, still against it. I want a second disk drive, I'm, then. I'm against it. Yeah. <laughs> Add more hardware. Make make the Xbox One even yeah, bigger make... than it already is. <laughs> I just uh like I I love the Metroid series. I don't know how much we've ever talked about that, but Metroid Prime was one of my favorite games ever. And the third one was on Wii. And I only got to play through it one time because that was one of those games that I was like Okay, I have to check this out and, and get through it while I'm home from school or something. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. It was really good. It actually, that was of, of that trilogy. That game actually had a story that was coherent and pretty interesting. And, um, I want to play it again. And as the collector insanity, I want to have that complete trilogy because yeah. I have, I have one and two on GameCube. But because I never owned a Wii, I don't have that one. Yeah. So that's another game that I'd play through again. Uh, yeah, that's totally understandable. I, I'd, I'd even like to play those one day. And uh, I'm not going to get around to be able to replaying stuff like Metroid Prime until I'm a millionaire from 2v1. But that being said, um, <laughs> I just remember uh, definitely, Nick, you and I are both huge Metroid fanboys. And, um, you know, for a while we were probably like on even terms as far as how many we'd played and everything, but you've since surpassed me because I know you've played um, that, you know, t- or wait a minute. I did play Metroid Prime 2. Um, then I there's a third one, right? Corruption? Corruption is the Wii one. Okay, yeah. I didn't play Corruption. And I didn't play Other M. I don't I didn't play Other M either. And okay. so so I would check that out if I had a Wii U. I, I, totally. I know, it's suppo- I know it has a bad rap and it's like a weird game, but I would absolutely still see what it yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, if you had it, why not? And then yeah. you of course played um Super Metroid and then Metroid 2 Return of Samus, which was amazing. Although neither one of us and I would imagine if anybody would play it it would be me since you just played that not that long ago. <clears throat> we might have to look into playing that remake, remember that I found after yes. you'd beaten it. Yes, I Really y- cool. Yes, I I really do want to check that out just because I want to see I want to see how it holds up. Like yeah. If they if they actually did just um reskin it or put if a they beautiful actually, skin like, on it. Yeah. Or if or if they like recoded it somehow. I I think they'd have to for how old that game is. I think so too. Just just from the way that it feels and like you know yeah like sluggish almost. I I agree with you. But um I I have technically never beaten the original one. Zero Mission was a remake. Right. Neither I've have never, I. I've never played through the original one because it is it it's hard. I remember trying and I was like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. And because it was on the NES, um, it has codes to get back to the point where you were. Like if you decide to quit playing, it doesn't save progress. Yeah, that's funny. So that that's like such a high barrier to entry there. <laughs> yeah, to like, yeah. oh, I don't even want to try. I don't want to write down this code just to save my progress like this this is probably this is probably an obvious answer but did you play fusion 
Uh, oh, of course. That was okay. one of the that was one of the first ones I actually ever played. Yeah, and it was just outstanding. And I remember Josh. A, I swear, a long, long time ago. I don't know if you beat it, but I remember lending you Metroid Zero Mission. Yeah, I got yelled at for playing at Giant Eagle for playing it at work at Giant Eagle. Yes, yeah. I remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would sit on the the fish counter and play my SP because I worked in the fish That's department, awesome. seafood. Yeah. The fish department. For, first ever job. Yeah, I played Game Boy. That's so great. Yeah, the uh, the whole reason I got into Fusion was because that was when uh, I will be one hundred percent honest. I I can call myself a fanboy of Metroid. The first one I played was Metroid Prime, um, because oh, wow. that was I didn't have an SNES, and so I missed that whole I missed that whole generation. Yeah, that's that was my childhood territory. <laughs> I had a I had a Sega, but I that was at the point where. I wasn't like old enough to buy my own games and my parents were like you shouldn't be playing video games. So like we I had like 3 Sega games. Um that sure worked out, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it worked. It worked really well. Because then the N64, the next generation, I had a million games for. Yeah. But um the so I missed the SNES, so I didn't get to play Super Metroid at the time. And GameCube for like fast forward to GameCube and PS2 and Xbox. Um, I bought a GameCube for Metroid Prime. I played it at a friend's, and I was just absolutely blown away. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. It's like a first-person shooter, but not really, and that's awesome. Because even back then, I didn't freak out about shooters. Like, I would get mm-hmm. sort of bored with them. And I was like, this has a lot of text. I love I loved reading even as a kid, so, like, I wanted to read all of the, like, scanning stuff. I oh, same everything. here. I did, too. It was amazing. And I was just like, holy shit, this game is gorgeous. It's a really cool idea. So I got a GameCube just for that. And then, you know, the rest is history. The rest (laughs) is history. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't think of the phrase, but, but I, I bought Fusion at that same time, around that same time, because there was a GameCube or Game Boy player for the GameCube, which I still own Mm -hmm. and is one of the coolest things ever. I played Fusion on a TV and I I have. I have three, that is amazing. I have three comments along the, that vein, and I'm going to go in reverse, starting with the Game Boy Player. Yeah. I had the Game Boy Player for Super Nintendo. So oh. I played, yeah, I played like old gray Game Boy games on TV. That's fun. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought the GameCube was one of the first things to do that. I have one at Bun B's house still. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so yeah, they had that. That was really cool. Um, another thing about Metroid Prime that I was a total, cause you guys know what a total sucker I am for the music in Metroid Prime. That game has great music. Unbelievable. Talon Overworld's theme is seriously just the best thing ever. Yeah. And then, um. Fendrana Drifts. Yes, yes. I, I was gonna say it, didn't know. Okay. Should have known better that you would. But anyways. <laughs> um, and then the last thing, you said you bought it because of Metroid Prime. I did the exact same thing with a different game though. It was playing, um, Super Smash Melee at Nick P's house. I remember because he was the first of our friends to have it. And yeah. I went over there. We played it for hours. I was like, well, I'm buying a GameCube and immediately got one. And uh, I also remember the, the harrowing experience whenever, you know, I saw that they were re-releasing the Resident Evils and I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is going to be cool. I was expecting the graphics and everything and it was just a port. And I was like, what yeah. the hell? So imagine, yeah. speaking- imagine how poorly that would go over today. <laughs> speaking of... Music and games. I have a question for you guys. All right. Do you do you ever turn off the music in a game? Never. I, I don't think I've ever done once. that before. No. 
I've noticed that I do that. Uh, <laughs> I, That's I because playing... you're Josh Simon. <laughs> well, no, hear me out. Hear me out on this. I was, I was playing Far Cry, and I was taking over a, a fort, and the music started playing. And I'm like, fuck this, I don't want to hear the music. So I turn the music off, and you you hear more of the environment, the the wind, the you know, trees rustling, and I'd rather hear that when I'm playing. If I were to do that, it would be on a game like that. I, I, will, I, will, I will at least say, say that much. But a game, something like, you know, all the other, when you talk about stuff like Metroid Prime or Final oh. Fantasies and, you know, all the other yeah, amazing music that's out there. That's It's very game-dependent. I would never do that in something like Halo, but... For just a one offer or something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, that, that, I mean, it's still Far not for Cry me, but that seems makes more legit sense. Yeah. For something like that. Especially I because that. I, I don't see Far Cry having great music. Also, no. also, uh, Far Cry 3 had goddamn dubstep in it. And <laughs> at the, at the end of the game, it played Ride or Flight of the Valkyries. I can never remember if it's Ride or Flight. And I hated that. I thought that was so stupid. Right. Um, it is ride, right? Fact check. I swear it's ride. I, I've I I've looked it up before and still haven't committed it to memory. Right. But um, but the very end of that game, it played it when you were doing that, and I was like, yeah, this is dumb. I don't. I think this is dumb. Well, I think that that is like a set piece. Of it it set is piece. that. I it mean, is, that, and it, it wasn't. It, it, was, it wasn't good. It, they didn't do mm-hmm. it well. It, it's it sort of is just meant to be like that stereotypical apocalypse now scene. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. So and it didn't work. I hated it. But, uh, and so. I, I, ha- I have to say this. I know it's terrible. The music was shit, but I still thought the the scene where they did the dubstep with um, Bob Marley's brother and ooh, I, I hate even saying the name Skrillex, but that that was their <laughs> song. And I thought for the scene, it was appropriate. You know, like burning up all the weed and everything. I thought it was pretty funny. Okay, I had no idea that. I, I kind of even forgot when all that was happening. Yes, it was whenever you were burning those huge marijuana fields and your screen okay. was all insane and everything. So it did kind of make sense. But yeah. Far Cry 4 is awesome, by the way. Yeah, you, uh, you've you been playing that. It's it's just Far Cry 3. If you liked Far Cry 3, you'll like Far Cry 4. I Good. liked Far Cry 3. There is. I can't lie, I'm a little disappointed, but I still will play 4. There's... I can't come up with really any differences. That, I mean, they added the wingsuit so that you can crazy. fly around in. You know, they added a couple like with the weapons and, and whatnot. Um, but gameplay wise, it's it's the same freaking game. Yeah. Well, the thing I can't wait to see seriously is what it straight up looks like because I was gonna say that the, the yeah. trailers that I've seen on TV they blow me away. I love games that I can just sit and admire. Yeah. Like Creed, Creed is the perfect, Black Flag is the perfect example for that. Nice. But, but Far Cry is, yes, it's, it's up there as well. Funny, they're both Ubisoft games. Mm-hmm. It's, speaking of which, uh, I don't think they had this in three, but you guys will appreciate this. Uh, you can now upgrade your, your house in Far Cry 4. Upgrade. Just, just <laughs> like with Creed. You can, you can buy little things. What? Well, wait. Like you, had, I, I guess you had a house in three, kind of that one place, but you have an actual like home base in four. Uh, in addition to all the outposts you liberate, yes, you have like your your own little house that you yeah. can buy a helipad for. You can buy a a garden for where that's a plant fun... sprout that you can cut. Oh, that's I actually really like that idea. Yeah, it is a good oh, idea. Oh, every everything you buy to upgrade your home, it actually helps. Like. 
I don't know how this makes sense, but if you put like a water pump in, body armor will spawn next to it. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't Obviously. make sense. No, it makes yeah, body armor, water, same thing. You know. <laughs> so that that is useful though. So that's awesome. And, and again and again, it has the exact same tracking system that every every one of those games uses, where it just keeps track of main missions and side quests. And Nick, you brought this up with Creed a while ago. Yeah. Well, well, like the last time we were talking, Ubisoft is now just pumping out products, mm-hmm. and Far Cry is going to most likely be the same game for the next, like, six iterations of it, mm-hmm. if I had to guess. And that, it almost frightens me a bit, because while I love the game, and I love how 3 and 4 were kind of the same thing, I don't know how that will work with a fifth. If if it will stay, you know, appealing. you know what is the driving force that they will continue to keep doing that with the setting and mm-hmm. a villain. Yes, yeah, those are going to be staples for that that franchise. One of the main reasons I still like to play the Creed games is the settings. True. Mm-hmm. So they could. They could recycle that for and inf- forever. <laughs> there, there's something else I noticed, and I, I notice this in most first-person games, and I don't understand how it's on a thing, especially the whole next-gen year, uh, is why you still can't see your feet in games. I know. I, I think about that all the time, too, because you've brought it up before. It's yeah, always it, been really goofy games that you could do it in, too, and of course I cannot come up with any... Um, you know, Alex, I was thinking the exact same oh, way. Okay. Halo and a bunch of goofy games. Um, Chronicles of Riddick. Yes, stuff like that. Um, I swear you could in Dead Island. I remember looking oh, down at Sam B and seeing feet, and I was like, nice. That, <laughs> but how does, think how so. does Halo in what, when did the first Halo come out? 2001? Or am I way off? I don't know. Where, uh, yeah, it was like 2000. You could see your feet in that, but hey, next gen, no feet. Right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a really that big of a deal because I mean it's a video it's game, not. so it's not like I'm looking for that much realism. Yeah, it makes no difference to me. I'll be honest. I just think it's yeah, funny. It's, wonder, it I wonder who not. makes those calls. <laughs> I like seeing like when you're crouching and going up steps, you can kind of like see your knees every once in, like in Halo at least. I don't know. It's it's a little nuanced, but it's it also could have something. I don't know why it's not around. It also could have something to do with like when they're when they're making the game, they might not actually make a your player character model. You know what I mean? Like you might just be a floating hand, like hand set of hands in a like a camera pointing in that direction. Yep. Yeah. So they can I don't know how much memory or whatever that would take up in a game, but that might save them a little bit. You know, they don't have to load in an actual character model that you're never going to see anyway. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with this. This is one shortcut I'm saying I'm okay with, if that is yeah, a deal. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I, I will say, back to just Far Cry 4 in general, that I've got like 15 hours in, and I'm only 30% done, so there is a lot to do. That's awesome. And I have I have had fun with every minute, so. Yeah, I know, I know just because of how recently I played 3, that... It's all because it's collectibles and stuff, and I won't do any of that. I'll I'll play through it and maybe check out some of the side stuff, but I know I know I won't get. I I can say definitively, I won't get as much enjoyment out of that as you do. 
Yeah, it'll be the same for me. But I, I'll, I'll probably be the middle ground, as usual, and I'll do something in between. Because to some extent, I enjoyed it, uh, even in Far Cry 3. I did a know. little bit. Like I did a little bit of the side stuff. Like yeah. I, I even, for a second, thought, oh, maybe I will do all the collectibles. And then I was like, eh, no, why, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. There's no point. I do make, I don't know if I'd call it a mistake, but in, in open world games like these, I always find myself not doing anything main story-wise yeah. until I, like, complete little side things around the area, and I get super powerful, and then once I do go through the the story, it's just, it's a breeze. Yeah. I, I have I have trained myself lately to to stop thinking that way. Yeah, that's an, that's an age-old thing. I mean... Yeah. I still do it. I've always done it, and I'm sure I always will. Think about it, Nick, most prominently and pretty far back, Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you get a summon and then kill the boss in one hit. Yes, and it's funny because I like complain about sometimes like getting over leveled, but in a game like Final Fantasy, that's really fun. It's it's really I, fun getting super yep, powerful. Yeah, and it just works in some games. Everything. You know, farming in Final Fantasy thirteen and um, yeah, any hardcore fans will know exactly what I'm talking about in Final Fantasy seven fighting groups of either three or four hunters uh right in the in the forest near Medeal. You could yeah. you could farm for AP and just you know, your material would just skyrocket. Plus you're leveling up, but it was all about the materia. Yeah. And um oh my god, I, I, I don't even know how much time I spent farming those things. It's just unbelievable. I did I did plenty just because I remember doing that at a certain point, um just listening to music. Yeah. And not even paying attention yep. to what I was doing. Yep. Of course, that, I guess that's more like, there's a very, there's a very, uh, a very slight difference, but it's like, there's grinding and farming. And, and, you know, there's overlap, but I guess that was more grinding. See, you know what though? You know what the difference with seven was? And I mean, I didn't do it enough in any of the other ones that I played Final Fantasy wise, mm-hmm. but there was a, sort of purpose to do that if you really wanted to do everything in that game you had to be super crazy powerful oh for beat, sure to beat like emerald weapon yep yep well it, well i mean it also depends on you know what you consider legit and not because there's certain things that you could do and you, you could basically set up a really crazy string of summoning knights of the round to, well, to kill any weapon that's all i ever did i guess i guess yeah I, I yeah guess and, I took and the easy way out yeah, well, and, and I mean, you still had to really work hard to get that, but it's, I would almost like to one day actually try and fight them, and it's just uh, such a miserable thing. But one of my favorite yeah, ways I would to kill, never do that. <laughs> one of my favorite ways to kill Emerald Weapon, I never tried it, but I know of it, um, cause I know every way to kill it is using Vincent's final weapon, the death penalty. And every enemy you kill, uh, with it, it adds one damage to how much damage it does. So you can mm. essentially just there's there's a way to you know kill. I actually I think I don't I'm not a hundred percent sure how it might even just be once you get to ten thousand. Uh, don't quote me on that. But at some point you break the gun, and I don't remember what the you know from a programming standpoint I can't remember what the max thing is for into for an integer. But that's what it becomes, and you just shoot <laughs> Emerald Weapon and he dies. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's like that's like uh, reminds me of. Uh, one shot dragon kills in Skyrim with an arrow. Yeah, yeah, similar. Hmm. So, Alex, what else? What have you been playing? Well, um, actually, just as a little fun fact, um, I wanted to check on the maximum 
never mind. That's the wrong thing. <laughs> I was looking for the maximum energy integer. But while we uh, we're jumping back and forth between old and new, for once I have something very new, not Call of Duty Ghosts, like actually new. And I started, as you both know, Evil Within last night. And so far, my initial impression is that I like it a lot. Uh, right off the bat, I was put off by how they, they present it in super, super wide super screen. Super wide screen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they just, they cut off like a third of the screen. Yep. So, uh, maybe more. So Was there not something that, that like, you know how most games have that starting thing that puts you around the screen? Yeah, no, like Josh, that's on purpose. Yeah, it's it's the whole game. So. Yep. Interesting, I, I had no idea. Yeah, crap. Just crap to that. So I'm that's stupid. you never read about it. Well, you know I, me. I don't I know. No well, well, you're talking about Simon. I meant Josh. Yeah, yep. but I, I, let's not keep cutting Alex off. No, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. That's what this is for. <laughs> yeah. But um, so, and then the other funny thing, Nick, you especially will appreciate this. In the very beginning, I was very underwhelmed by the graphics because you start really? off the game and you're in a car with a couple of people talking, and uh-huh. not only was I not impressed by the character models. <laughs> But there was an odd charm to it because it reminded me of the opening scene of Deadly Premonition <laughs> with, with Francis York Morgan in the car talking. Probably talking to, Zach. to Zach. Yes. So I loved that. And I was like, this is goofy. It reminds me of this. Anyways, just a fun little thing I thought yeah. I'd throw in there. But uh, they did get better, especially whenever things started to get crazy. The game is not at all what I expected it to be. I just I pictured being in this insane asylum like the entire time. And, you know, everything was normal in the beginning of the game. And then there's, like, this cataclysmic event where, like, the world's falling apart. And here's what I liked about that. I am feeling uh, influence from, obviously, from the creator of Resident Evil. uh, Even more so, obviously, Silent Hill. But then two other games, as I played more and I got into Chapter 2, and by the way, I only played for about a full hour so far, so I'm going to really go crazy on it in the next week. But uh, definitely Alan Wake, especially in in Chapter huh. 2, you're outside in the woods and everything, and it just has like an Alan Wakey feel to it. But uh, especially whenever in that cutscene, when you're driving out of the city and everything's falling apart and just everything's going to hell... This is a really random pool, but it, it honestly it reminded me the most of this game so far, not gameplay wise, but alone Wait, in the dark. I, I, but I can guess. Yes. That's what I, I okay. Guess. Okay. I, I can hear it in your voice. Yep. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it's it's very much like alone in the dark. I mean, pretty much the exact same thing is happening to the city and everything. So that was that was kind of neat. I liked that. But with all these different influences, it's sweet. And I haven't played enough yet to confirm this, but it seems like whenever. You get to these mirrors, you can go into another world, into this insane asylum, and I don't know how this is going to play out later, but it's cool because you can go through to and from at will through these mirrors, which oh. I thought was which was a really cool idea. I even I saved and I was about ready to quit, but I, I went and checked to see if I could go back to the outside real quote unquote real world and I could. Uh-huh. So I love that aspect. And it was also very that was that felt very silent hilly whenever you go into that asylum or whatever it is because there's like this nurse that talks to you and i just i think silent hill when i hear the word nurse except no face with a knife but right and then also when you're saving in that area that you just write down on this notepad which also made me think of silent hill so i thought that was cool does it does it have a survival horror 
save system because you know how most survival horror games have it's not like auto saves there's always something you have to do or uh, well or that's that's that notepad that i have to save on and also when you beat a chapter you have the option to save there so it's very resident evil 4 yeah i was just gonna way. say i thought it was a lot like resident evil 4 yeah which is fine i'm certainly not complaining about that so basically well yeah save wise i would say it's comparable so far i don't know i haven't even checked you might even just be able to do it from hitting start i don't even remember but yeah uh, and then my my one other comment about it was the the tutorial was moderately frustrating. Uh, that being said, they didn't stretch it out too long, so that was good. But uh, long story short, you get like nicked in the back of your leg with a chainsaw, so you're limping. First of all, you look real stupid when you're limping, and, so, <laughs> and you don't move fast enough, and I hate it, obviously. And then there's this chainsaw wielding maniac chasing you, and you have to try and sneak around. And you know how I am with sneaking in games; it's not my favorite thing. So, but they do a pretty good job with it. I mean, I I definitely died several times, but I didn't die a hundred times, so that was huh. good. But it also it, it made me just question a fundamental a fundamental thing about video games. Um, I wasn't sure what I was more afraid of. I wasn't sure if I was afraid of this terrifying chainsaw guy that was gonna get me, or afraid, or if I was just in if I have a fear of doing things over. Do you know yes. what I mean? I, and I, I I think that's what it is, and I I remember texting you guys. It made me laugh because. I as I told you guys I was gonna do this, you know, lights off, Turtle Beach headset on, you know, nobody's here, late at night, and I was like, all right, hopefully something will scare me. And it was awesome because it wasn't a jump scare. It was he would get near me, and I could I could feel my my face making these really stupid contorted positions because I was like, oh my god, I don't want to die. But again, was it because I didn't want this guy to put a chainsaw through my back, or is it because I don't want to freaking do this again? Yeah. So. It was between those two things, but I did scream, oh my God, really loud the one time when he got me. It, it was like a split second before he did, and that that's the kind of stuff I was actually hoping to happen, regardless of the reason, so I'm very happy about that. But um, it just depends on what game you're playing. I mean, in a game like that, it's more annoying, whereas uh, Dark Souls, it's so expected, and I die, and I'm, I just kind of shrug it off. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to die at least 10 more times in the next half an hour, so whatever. Yeah. But. It's it's funny that you say that because you are you you specifically don't seek out a lot of video game news and like opinions and stuff. Yeah. That is a typical sentiment of that game specifically that okay. I've read. And then also a couple times like in in horror games in general the the fact that you have to redo things takes away from it being scary. Yeah, so but like it, here's having the thing. to replay stuff, it's still scary to me, but it's scary for the wrong reasons. But that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what but I'm I, saying. But I have to be honest with you: if it still brings up those feelings of dread in me, then at least it's working. Because yeah, I really did. I screamed, "Oh my god!" Like I was just, I was, I'm thinking to myself, "No, I don't, I don't want <laughs> to die here." You know, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, and it's, it's definitely, it has delivered so far in the. Uh, the gore category, you know, it's been pretty brutal. He just, the one time he got me, he, I can't remember if he, oh, he just totally took my arm off with a machete. It was before he had his chainsaw. And then just, I was on the ground on my back and he just lops your head off on the ground. And they, you know, they show the whole thing. It's great. So yeah, that was cool. And then there was another, 
what I perceived to be definitely like a little bit of a head nod to the first Resident Evil was in chapter two, you round this corner, there's a gun on the ground and you see a guy and it's this well-lit little mini cabin-ish kind of room. And there's a guy hunched over, you know, bent down over another guy, you know, eating or clawing at whatever the hell he's doing. And it very much reminded me of when you encounter your first, I was about to say living zombie. That doesn't make sense, but you get my point. Um, <laughs> in Resident Evil 1, and they and it switches to a cutscene, and it has that creepy face turn around. And they didn't do that, but he was hunched over. You say the guy's name, and then, you know, he turns around and lunges at you. So that was pretty That's cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, overall, I'm so far I'm very pleased with it, and I'm, I hope that feeling of dread, regardless of why it's happening, I hope that sticks with me, and I hope it doesn't turn into frustration because I think it has a lot of potential for me right now. That's good. It's a re- that's a refreshing opinion on that game. Yes, for sure. Is it making you look forward to uh that Resident Evil game coming out? Oh my God! You mean Revelations? Yeah. No, not is it Revelations? Why can't yeah, Revelations? Revelations two. Revelations two. Yeah, and furthermore. The, the HD remake, which is, that, it's oh, going, right. it's essentially the GameCube one ported over, but it's, they didn't just, you know, shine it up a little bit. It looks really good. I mean, it, I, uh, it is I not a direct port. That. I tried to segue into Resident Evil there for a very specific reason. Go ahead. Um, and I don't know if I just didn't know about this and you already did, Alex, but if you didn't know about this, I have a funny feeling you're not going to be happy. Did you know Revelations is an, an episodic game? Ooh. What do you mean? Like in episodes? So, yes. Yeah, so, all right. So this is how it's working. Episode 1 comes out February 18th. 2 comes out the 24th. 3 comes out March 3rd. And the 4th and final comes out March 11th. Now, if you buy each episode separately, it's $6. You ready for some DLC items? You could buy the entire season pass for 25 which will get you DLC items. Or you could wait for an entire week after all of the digital versions are already out, get the hard copy for an additional playable character and additional episodes. Wait, what's the $40 one that's coming out in whatever? That is the final version after all of the digital copies are released. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. not, that's kind of different, I feel like. Yeah, it, it how... is different. Actually, it's straight up saying, you know, depending on how you interpret it, if you want to play it quote-unquote early, you can get it digitally. I obviously have no interest in doing that, and I'll just wait for the the, the full $40 you know, physical mm-hmm. copy. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you didn't get the physical copy, you're missing out on... I guess you can play as Hunk and Wesker. Hunk. And... I don't know who Hunk, Hunk is. He's he's an umbrella guy that goes way back, and that's awesome, and I, and I hate it that it's withheld, but go ahead. And you'll get extra <laughs> episodes on the on the final copy. That's only if you buy the physical one. Oh wait, so th- I will get that. Yes, you will. Then I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I just thought- my my primary concern. You should always be rewarded for getting the full regular, like retail version of something. You should yeah. never be punished for that. And and you're not, so I'm happy with that. And for people who want to play it sooner, they have an option, and that's cool too. And um, versus they'll, they'll add versus mode, and it'll be five hundred dollars. <laughs> there is um. <laughs> There's two storylines in it, Alex. There's a uh, Claire and Moira and a Barry and Natalie storyline. Well, the that that's cool. I'm glad they have two stories. That's sweet. The only thing that I don't get, and you can correct me, I think I looked this up last time I brought it up, I still don't think they have online co-op, which is so I, stupid. Yeah, no, that doesn't say. That's really dumb. Sure. I mean, it's, it is 
it is a game that is built around co-op, except it's shitty AI co-op, you know? That would have been like if Army of Two did not offer online co-op. Well, yeah. yeah. that's Actually, that's a very good analogy. That's exactly what it's like. That's exactly what it plays like. I'm, Tommy and I both bought the first Revelations. We didn't even look into that because we naturally assumed, you know, you could do that. So there we both were, you know. We were like talking about it all week. We're like, all right, let's play tonight. You know, we booted up and we're like, well, how do we invite each other? You know, we spent a half an hour coming to the just this horrifying notion that it wasn't online. I just couldn't believe it. It's terrible. So yeah, that's that was stupid. It's a bad call. Wonder whose final call that is. I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's such a bad call. <laughs> yeah, like, clearly, like I can't be the, the only studio. person that feels that way. Like in the studio, yeah. if it's split, like we should have online co-op, but then like people are like, no, we're not doing it. Yeah. No, we don't have time, or yeah. no, we don't have money. Yeah, I don't know. But in the same regard, would you rather it have it but be broken for three weeks after it came out? Yeah, that's a good question. Here's an idea. <laughs> Add content that should be there and do it correctly. And make it work. How <laughs> insane would that be? What an, what an insane idea. I don't even know what you're thinking, Alex. That's, yeah. uh, that's just unacceptable. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being way too unreasonable with that's that request. Yeah, that's just not okay. <laughs> Video games shouldn't work. Because they nope. can be patched after they're released. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. Who cares? Just release any old piece of shit and, you know, we'll take care of it later. Yeah. It's so refreshing that Dragon Age mostly works. Like, I, I've, I've had my issues, but it's mostly because of me doing other stuff while do, while playing it, like recording it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it has its own little goofy glitches, but that game works, and that's awesome. <laughs> well, well, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. Yeah, and you've played enough that that's pretty indicative of a pretty solid game. So yeah, I think I'm like 12 hours into it, so I I think it's fine. Yeah, good. We're uh, I think we're like a little over an hour now. I wanted yep. I wanted to talk about Sunset Overdrive with Josh. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Why not? I uh, that game sucked. Yeah, Josh didn't like it. I played it within a day. When it was free on gold for 24 hours. Which I still can't believe you knocked that out today. What a, what a fun thing. It, it was so fun. It, so, it was... Nick, question, would I like it? In, in a word, yes or no? No. Oh, okay. I, I don't think you would because I don't know if you would get into the humor. Because, okay. Because gameplay-wise, it's nothing crazy. And it's nothing new. I mean, the the whole like grinding and like jumping around and doing doing all that stuff while shooting is pretty cool, but it's not like it's hard. For, you know what? Actually, my definitive no is probably an unfair immediate assessment. Well, t- to but, be fair, I I told you to do a quick <laughs> yes yeah. or no. So I know I know, but I still think I don't know. I don't know if you would like it. Like it's well, tell, I, and I can't, I can't say why exactly. Well, you just didn't like gut feeling. Well, you cited the humor as me not liking it, and that I found very surprising. Um, as far as it's so, there were a couple times where where they'd make a joke, and you're like, you you get that awkward feeling where you think, did they really just make that joke? Like, mm-hmm. like it's either super obvious or 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 something like that. Like. I don't know. Do you get what I mean? Like, it's like, 
man, why did they do that? Like, why did they say that? Like, so you mean it's super, super grown worthy stuff? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I can live with that. You know, it works sometimes. But that's the thing is like, it's not all that, but it is all that. And it's really funny. Like it really hit something with me that was really funny. Like if you don't, if you don't look at it that way and you're, and you just like go with it, you go with the stupid breaking the fourth wall bullshit. Like it's hilarious. I thought, I thought it was mostly really well written. Um, it mostly just makes fun of video games, which I love that because not enough games ever do that. Mm-hmm. And I, like the only other one I've ever played was Stanley Parable, which is only on PC, but it's like, it's, that game is not really even a game. It's kind of like just a first person adventure game. Like you just walk around and it has a really good, uh, narrator, but it makes fun of video game design. Like, let me think of an. I'm trying to think of an example. Um, Whenever she disappears after the cutscene, yes, she mentions it. it's. It, well, I was trying to think of a Stanley Parable one, but it's funny that you mentioned that one specifically in Sunset because that is the most memorable one to me. Yep. She. Yeah. Alex, there's a there's a girl that after you save her in a cutscene, she, she they're talking blah blah blah. They even make another joke at where you a guy is talking to you and he's kind of just like talking. It sounds like he's over a radio. Both characters are like. Why, how is he talking to us without either of us holding up a phone or something? Mm-hmm. And, and they just go, don't worry about it. Don't try and poke holes in the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, it's just stuff like that. But then in that same cutscene, the girl goes, okay, well, I'll see you back at the base after this cutscene ends and you gain control and I'll, I'll just be gone. <laughs> and like, and, and then they zoom out and like, it's just your player character and it, it's, it's all stuff like that. And then that. they wink at the camera. No, <laughs> Nick, I don't Alex, know, dude. It I mean, literally is winking at the camera. It's just sometimes it's, it's grown worthy to the point where it's like gross. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I'm just, I guess I'm a little surprised because I am usually, I mean, totally in favor of stuff you like know what? that. Yeah. You know what? I think maybe, maybe I was thinking how like, you just, you, it has an attitude too. It, it's uh-huh. like, it has, it has a like 90s pop punk kind of attitude feel where there's like just shitty cartoony graffiti everywhere. And the whole soundtrack is like pop punk. And I, I that was maybe why I was thinking you wouldn't get into it. I don't know if it, cause it, cause it's very musically charged. Hmm. Um, it, it's always like pumping soundtrack like that yeah and now that i think about it though it makes just a bunch of puns and jokes like that so you probably would like that well you you know you know me Uh, the pun is my favorite type of humor so it's it's, yeah it's it, it is mostly that and i like the gameplay i know josh said it was boring or it got boring but my main reason that it didn't get boring was because I stuck to the main thing only yep. because I wanted to beat it in a day. Oh, of course. That's what, if I ever played it, which who knows if I would, I would be doing the exact same thing. I did. Yeah, I did literally no side quests. Mm-hmm. None. Like, and, and the only collectibles I ever got were ones that were in my direct path. <laughs> yeah. So, Did I mention the absurdity of, of, of as to how many collectibles were in that game? There's a lot. 
Yeah, there there are a lot, but there's a lot in Far Cry, and you like Far Cry. Oh, there's nowhere near as many in Far Cry. I I think I disagree. I will highly, I didn't, highly disagree. With I didn't count the numbers, and I didn't like look at the map too much in Sunset, but I I remember in Far Cry 3, the map was completely littered with collectibles. <laughs> if you had them all turned on and had all of those uh, maps or whatever... So well, we can I, I we know. can use that as a as a titillating cliffhanger for our next episode. We'll get an answer to that. All all I will start say is there each of the collectibles each each, each of the collectibles in Sunset because there were what like four or five different ones. There were the shoelaces and toilet paper and stuff. Sounds like there was like, I think there, there were only like, three. I I thought there were more, but either way, there was a hundred and fifty per. Yeah, I mean, I don't That's know. That's a lot. You, wait, okay, hold on. Did you do every? Did you do all the collectibles in Black Flag? Okay, I think. Yeah, I that, got you there. I, I still don't. <laughs> I still want to say there weren't as many in Black Flag. A- absolutely were the the treasure chests. In every, I didn't. In, I didn't get all the treasure chests. I don't count the treasure chests. Okay, as well that that's just that's new, different. Just that's what classes. I was thinking. But yeah. I, regardless, it doesn't matter. That shouldn't take a, that shouldn't take away from sunset, like it, one of one of the main points that I want to get across is that if you stick to that main thing, and maybe if you only do a tiny bit of side quest, I think that is a really focused, well done game. Now, in the same regards, though, looking at it from the consumer standpoint, you're paying sixty dollars to stick to that main side quest. How much fun is, are you going to have with all the other stuff? I don't know. Like, it, uh, like, like, if you're saying stick to the main side quest, is that worth... Obviously not worth here, $60, but how much is that worth? I don't know. But value is different to everybody. That's a really hard argument. Um, what, I, what I'm saying, though, also... I only got 24 hours. And I've told you on multiple occasions that I, I did want to spend more time with that game. I just literally couldn't. Because I ran out of time. And... At that point, I'm not going to go buy it for sure. Like, there's no yeah. reason to. But Redbox it if it ever comes to Redbox. Yeah, I mean, it, I wanted to just run around and maybe see what happened with the weapons a little bit more, but, but I think I got the gist of it to know that I don't really need to. It was just more like I spent an entire day playing that game, like, and I, it, it felt like uh, it was a desire, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> And Nick, this is so stupid. Finish, and I will explain where that yeah, sporadic laughter came from. Uh oh, I don't know. Um, that was mostly all I wanted to say about it. I just knew Josh disagreed. Oh, well, I just I feel really stupid for how dumb this is, but it just made me laugh wait. because I remember uh, when you were talking about the shoelaces and God knows what else that you were just talking about collectible wise. It made me think of Borderlands and all those amazing collectibles. Whenever in the what the heck was it? Claptrap Revenge? Yes. And you remember farming Claptrap or whatever and trying yep. to find those pizza pieces oh, and everything? Pizzas. Yeah. And I just remembered yep. getting so excited when I was done. And there were like excess pieces on the ground. I think pizza was the rarest thing. And I actually came into your room and woke you up. And I was like, Josh, there's extra pieces of pizza lying on the ground <laughs> if you want to sign on and get them. And you were like, get out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, you you thanked. It's funny because you you were very appreciative, but you were like, I don't feel like it. So, 
I just I I saw these beautiful you know pieces that I'd been farming for hours, and I just couldn't do anything with them. I didn't want them to go to waste. That, yeah, because that was that, that was after insane. you beat that giant claptrap at the end. Yes, right? yes, yeah. that's exactly where it was. You had to farm, and there was a one of the collectibles was super rare, and that was the best place to farm it. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Oh God, I'm so glad I didn't. Nick, so stupid, so stupid, and yet for some reason I look back on stuff like that fondly. I mean, some of my achievement madness on the 360, even though I hate myself for it, and I'd do anything to have that time back, you know, I at least do have some pretty good memories, you know, and especially with some of the most insane ones of all time, like Seven Day Survivor. Oh, Undead (laughs) Rising. Best thing ever. And see, that's one of my arguments why I still don't mind achievements, because it they, some of them make you do things that you wouldn't do otherwise, and you have a fun time with that. Oh. Like Seven Day Survivor. Would you have ever done that if it wasn't for No, this? I would not have. So, And that memory is one of my finest video game memories ever. I will not forget whenever I was there – were, there were two times I was about to die. Um, one of, it, was on, it was on my quote-unquote shift whenever I was supposed to be like really you know, paying attention, making sure – because we were just sitting there in a safe zone you know, consuming food as our health went down. And – I was on it was either me or Nick P's last block but it was it it was down to the last block and it was flashing like it was going to go away and he hopped out of that chair and like I I was panicking so bad that I literally threw the controller at him and he he picked and he snatched it and drank an orange juice and saved the life and then after that it happened again when we were fighting the bastard photographer Kent or whatever his name was he was getting his ass kicked and uh, he was about to die and got one of those life-saving orange juices in. So, and those memories are just so funny because we that would have been at that point ten, eleven, twelve hours worth of gameplay down the toilet because you know oh he couldn't save anything. Yeah, <laughs> I I could not get into that first Dead Rising, but I loved the new one. Uh, well, it was it was like a pseudo co-op experience for us since we were in the same room, we followed the exact same paths, we killed the same people, got the same food, so it, it felt like it was co-op. It was awesome. Yeah. Ugh. Achievements. <laughs> oh, happy 20th birthday to PlayStation, by the way. Wow. PlayStation turned 20 today. That's nuts. I can remember the day getting it on Christmas and um, getting Nightmare Creatures and like it was just yesterday. <laughs> what was my first PlayStation game? I couldn't even. Final Fantasy VII. That was your first one, Nick? I only had a PlayStation for like two seconds, oh, okay. but yes, that was my first game. Yep, that was back before my dad um, banned mature games. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, and meanwhile, he was the one that got me Nightmare Creatures, which is hilarious. That is really. I want to say mine was probably like a, a Crash Bandicoot or just something. I had I had Basic. warped Final Fantasy seven VII and nine and Metal Gear Solid. Those were the only PlayStation games I ever owned. I was real into the Crash Bandicoots. Warped was awesome. That was the only one I played. All right, well, that's going to bring this one to a close. Thanks, Josh and Alex. Thank you to our listeners, as always. We sure appreciate any support you guys have. And if you know you find us on iTunes, just search 2v1. Uh, the numbers with the V in the middle, no spaces or anything. You can find us very easily. And we're just trying to get people to subscribe and listen. 